Snakes Wednesday. And welcome back to the Snakes Cast, where we're going to be focused a little bit more and not just talk about what we like and dislike about Lovecraft for 10 minutes. And Dan's back with us again. Hey, Dan. Hey. Join us to actually talk about board games. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Ready? Great. So there's, uh, in my opinion, three types of Lovecraft games. Uh, I would say that there's probably Cthulhu games, which are things that have Cthulhu just jammed on it, because uh, it's a word that people recognize. You have Arkham Horror games, which mostly is the Fantasy Flight stuff, but some other things touch on it as well. And we also then have Lovecraftian games, which are starting to become a thing, but were not previously a thing, except for maybe the role-playing game. Mm-hmm. So you talk about Cthulhu being a big thing and a name that everybody recognizes. Uh, Why do you think that is? I think at some point it got popularized by just being a word that people picked up. You know, they started calling it the Cthulhu mythos at some point um, rather than Yogg-Sothery. And, you know, one of my first exposures to probably Lovecraft was the original, you know, the real Ghostbusters cartoon uh, from when I was a kid where uh, they had a the collect call of Cthulhu uh, episode uh, where the Ghostbusters, of course, defeat Cthulhu using a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> God bless cartoons. I need to watch that episode. I haven't seen it. Which kind of sums up the Arkham Horror side of things a little bit. But, I think that's uh, fair. Yeah. And, you know, that's sort of uh, become a, a thing that people have just realized they can monopolize on. So... Sort of like zombies being a popular theme or, or other themes for games that have uh, really attracted a lot of people into it. Well, there's something we were discussing zombies a few episodes ago now. And one of the things that came up was why are zombies such a good bad guy? And we came up with, you know, they're, they're innumerable. They're very easy to hate because they have, you know, this sort of all-encompassing destructive mentality to them. But there were, there were lots of things. And I feel like Cthulhu encompasses quite a few of those as well. Oh, sorry, Lovecraftian worlds encompass quite a lot of those as well. Although they're more intelligent. Well, yeah. I find that Cthulhu would actually, specifically Cthulhu and mo- most of the Elder Gods, but like as we were saying, realistically it is mostly Cthulhu that board games deal with nowadays, is a completely different type of villain than a horde of zombies is. You know, uh, Zombies are large in numbers but relatively easy to dispatch in most things and i think cthulhu makes a great you know villain or antagonist in a board game because he's just so impossibly everything you know impossibly I... strong and large and terrifying and it is if if you're looking for a game with a more sense of dread i think cthulhu is better because you know he's huge and he's everywhere but a lot of these games sort of like, they, they build it up like he's going to be big and terrifying, but then it's like, oh cool, I just punched Cthulhu in the face and won the game. Yay. Yeah, it is true, unfortunately, um, a lot of the games he's in, he's not. If as... I had to directly connect the zombie thing into this, I'd say the, the parallel to that would be the cultists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always have cultists. The cultists are somehow all throughout society. Um, they're easy to kill, they're easy to dispatch, but in pretty much most of the Cthulhu-themed or Arkham Horror games, there'll always be cultists as the underlying enemy that you Mm -hmm. face innumerable amounts of and are seemingly everywhere. Mm. So what are some Cthulhu games? 
there's a lot of re-themes. There's a lot of Cthulhu-themed things that were not initially Cthulhu-themed, right? Yeah, when I say Cthulhu games, I'm going to mean stuff like um, Unspeakable Words, where it's pretty much a word game that they have made into a Cthulhu theme. Or you have um, Tides of Madness, which uh, is admittedly the better of the two games, but it's Tides of Time with Cthulhu. Uh, Or you have Smash Up, the obligatory Cthulhu expansion, which tongue-in-cheek there yeah it's the perfect naming for that particular thing just because it's a popular thing um other things i would probably list on that list uh pandemic cthulhu that ties a little bit into the arkham horror side of things more so but uh it is just a cthulhu wreath skin on top of something else there's also cthulhu flux there's cthulhu realms which is star realms but with like cthulhu in it Big shock. Um, Steve Jackson games, yeah. you know, Call of Cthulhu's. Uh, Cthulhu Munchkin. Uh, Cthulhu Munchkin, Shay, Shay Cthulhu. He kind of looks like a big, goofy, uh, octopus-headed dragon, fat dragon with big, you know, bulbous arms, like in a lot of depictions. And, Doesn't uh, sound as scary when you put it like that. Well, that's you know? that's how he's depicted on all mm-hmm. the covers of these things, even sometimes cutely. They'll give him a little tiny black beady eyes. Little, little and, lilashes. Uh, little tiny tentacles you know? that are just flopping down there. Um... And I think because they can just visually represent that thing and it's instantly recognizable versus a amorphous blob of, you know, ever-forming orbs that, uh, or, you know, a creature in the middle of the universe that's uh, got eyes and tentacles and teeth and pipers that are circling around it just trying to sedate it a little bit so it doesn't uh, wake up and destroy everything. Um, yeah, it's, it's just easy to do. And the other question is, which of these are good? Because this is the big thing with Cthulhu, isn't it? It's it's so far through the gaming world now that there are a lot of games out there that just slap Cthulhu on but aren't really that amazing. I admittedly had a knee-jerk reaction as soon as I saw uh, Pandemic Cthulhu. I, I instantly got, oh god, really, really guys? And it's not a bad game. It's does a lot of the things that pandemic does and if you're sick of pandemic it'll turn some of those things on its head you know there'll there'll be things that you um cool well uh my character is doing great right now and then my character was crazy and now i'm doing the opposite power that i had for the game and helping the cult I, I, weird like it's you know i need to travel around the game board but if i help seal the portal then i can't make moves from place to place it's uh um i think overall pretty good uh as soon as there is that theme of sealing portals, that's where we get into the Arkham Horror mm. games, because those are all usually about sealing portals and punching cultists. Yeah. Cthulhu Flux, I think, was probably the one on the list that... I, Pandemic, I've, I've played once and I did enjoy it, but I think Cthulhu Flux is the one where I feel like it, for me, is the one of the series that I will always play. Uh, I haven't played all of the Fluxes, but there's something completely insane about that that I really enjoy. Well, it's supposed um, to be insane, right? You know, it is. The, the theme relates very well. Flux is chaos, and Cthulhu is madness, so they go hand in hand. Well, I played a game of that once with three people, and the first person took their turn, and then the second person took their turn, and then I took my turn, and we all lost. And that was the entire game. It's amazing. Literally. we had to. Somebody played the play all cards rule and too many bad things came out and Cthulhu ate the world. It was great. I should really try that one because uh, I never really liked Flux when I tried it. Um, I don't like any game that I could be like, could be playing this for two minutes, could be doing 20 minutes, might be an hour. We'll see where this goes. Um, yeah. I kind of like to know what I'm getting into. But that said, you know, that's one of the problems with a lot of the Arkham Horror games is it's like, oh, cool, playtime's going to be two hours. No, it's not two hours. 
it's never two hours. hours yeah yeah i've learned to trust that if ever on a box it says two hours or more it's never two hours it's always more 100 percent of the time Cthulhu or not certainly like Cthulhu Realms uh, I think did some interesting things with the Star Realms stuff but uh, is ultimately kind of superfluous um, I'd, ra- I'd much rather play Star Realms right there's of course Cthulhu Gloom which uh, is gloom but instead of all the characters and family members having to die you might uh, turn out to have actually been a fishman all along or uh, that be was able one to go of crazy. the first Cthulhu re-themes that I think I noticed I don't know if that's true or not, or if I'm just not very observant, but I feel that Gloom did it sooner. I don't know. Maybe it not. It did it sooner. I mean, it like, um, certainly Munchkin, I think, is uh, one of the ones that, you know, Munchkin always gets my ire up so, so, so high. But uh, yeah, that was one that uh, I think was really... Steve Jackson was ahead of the trend with uh, a lot of these making a zombie-themed thing. Or I think you can't fault the Munchkin team for having their finger on the pulse no, of they're, about they're, to be big. They know what they're doing. The other ones, I think, that, that do deserve mention, which I've heard interesting things about, and I haven't played these either, but I've heard interesting things about recently, uh, Don't Mess With Cthulhu uh, is a recent release, I believe, that sounds very, very intriguing. It's a social deduction thing, and you have teams of cultists and investigators, and the investigators win if they can reveal every Elder Sign that is in the deck of cards, and the cultists win if they can reveal Cthulhu, or the game ends and all the Elder Signs haven't come out yet. But the trick is, so you get your delta set of cards, this is my understanding, your delta set of cards, and you have to play one of them that round, but you don't want to try and reveal who you are, except you're then re-dealt everything, including your loyalty card. So which team you're batting for at any particular point changes during mm-hmm. the game. Which sounds like a really interesting way of shuffling up how social deduction is done. I just don't quite know... I'm trying to... I don't know enough about it, really, to know how you deduce who is what. Um, if I happen to be a cultist and happen to have the Cthulhu card in my hand, why do I not just play it straight away? Um, there must be some logic to it. I just don't know quite what it is. And I think we're going to see more of those, too, because there was a cultist-themed one as well. Like, um, Are You a Cultist, I think is what it was called. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> something like that. That rings a vague bell, Which yeah. was pretty much Mafia, but uh, Cthulhu-themed. Um, one that I heard about recently that I had just remembered now um, is Two Rooms and a Boom is releasing a new expansion, which is, uh, I believe, Necronomicon. The, ne- the Necroboomicon. <laughs> yeah, Necroboomicon. Because uh, why wouldn't it? <laughs> That's it for today. Join us on Friday when we talk more about Lovecraft oh, and board games. And dig yeah. into some of the really heavy ones. Later. Later.